There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. Another day, another pod. Um, this is one that we've been looking forward to for a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, we've been counting down Valk for a while. No doubt about it. This episode today is sponsored by Here.fm, and today we're diving deep into the latest legend, Valkyrie, in our latest edition of Mastering the Legends. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you join us on Discord in the community to chat Apex, the third party, find squad mates. Link for that's in the description. And also follow us on Twitch at Third Party Pod. We stream on Mondays and Wednesdays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. PST. Would love for you to come say hi on our journey to partner. It's been a great time over there. It really has. If you'd like to help continue the Third Party Podcast and the amazing community that we've grown, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We have had an awesome time building that. And we also have just an awesome private channel on Discord that Shay and I participate in on a daily basis. And with your pledge, you can also receive up to four bonus episodes per month, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, replica weapons, and much, much more. Last week, our patrons heard Mastering Crypto, and this week, we are discussing the truth about Apex balancing. Gotta love it. Some fun stuff happens over there. But let's make sure this show is as good as it ever should be. And with that, though, we're going to dive in to the news. First piece of news, we have a new map in rotation for arenas. Thermal stations in, artillery's out. We've gotten to play a small handful of games. First impressions on thermal station or this rotation style in general? It's really cool. I like it a lot. It feels initially that it's much more compact Mm -hmm. than other maps. I think that it's a lot more simple than I had anticipated. I thought, you know, Thermal Station is a pretty large POI. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Artillery is a pretty large POI, and pretty much all of that is uh, in the arena's map. But with Thermal, it's just that kind of center spire. And early reactions, you can't go on top. That was crazy. I guess Uh good thing, but I tried first thing. (laughs) Um, And... There's a lot of play right now inside the base. Yeah. Two-door entries mm-hmm. could be an opportunity for defensive legends to win out. Haven't had any, you know, final shrinks, you know, get into that. Um, but it's a really cool map. It plays a lot different, I can tell you that. The fact that it's the shape of a circle is just so interesting yeah. for a 3v3 style map because it really does not lend to a predictable style of play thus far. You know, you circle right and the other team can circle left and you are fully now reset facing each other in the same way you started. And so it's really interesting to kind of figure out the angles of attack right now. It's been pretty easy uh, head into that tall circle building on the right if the zone goes there. I don't know. I'm really interested to see how this one continues to play out. I know artillery was not the most loved of these arenas maps, wasn't built for arenas. And so I'm interested to see if the continued rotation in of map locations into arena style maps uh, if we'll have some more maybe rise to the cream of the crop in at least public opinion yeah i think it's a cool one i'm excited to continue playing it and next week we'll be diving deep into Mm -hmm. all of our tips on arenas and thoughts and what we advise and the different maps and so we have a lot that we've been preparing and i'm excited to share it no doubt 
Next piece of news, the Mirage edition is out now, 1999 or 1799 with EA Play. I have seen that it's fluctuated a little bit in uh, other regions and countries. Don't know exactly the prices in other spots though, uh, but that's for us at least. Uh, Mirage edition comes with a Mir- legendary Mirage skin, legendary Volt skin, gun charm, and badge along with 1,000 Apex coins. These physical editions are always so fun and actually getting them physical, like the covers are always super cool and great thing to show off. Is this Mirage one maybe one to add to the collection at all? I think they're really cool. I think that if we did, you know, upgrade to a full-on studio with Mm -hmm. lights and cameras and all that, it'd be very cool to have all the physicals as decoration. Um, I think they're awesome. And to be honest, it's not a bad deal. You no. know, you're Get your you're getting coins. something cool. Mm-hmm. You're getting your coins, and you're getting two legendary items. So, I fully support anybody that wants to pick one of these up. No doubt, skin's great. More cowboy vibes, kind of for Mirage. God, a lot He's of getting that. a lot of that lately. Kind of funny, interesting to see. Okay, now some now some real fun news, exciting stuff. Apex Legends has announced crowdfunding to increase the prize pool for the ALG Championship up to. $3 million. So what that means, the prize pool is right now at $1 million. Uh, the ALGS skins have now been released in-game for Pathfinder, Caustic, Mirage, and Octane. For each purchase of those skins, $5 is going to be put towards the ALGS prize pool. Uh, and so you could, we could see up to $2 million more million added to the ALGS prize pool. Uh, I don't know the guy's name that came out and kind of broke this down and talked about it per se, but he very much mentioned like, maybe we won't have a cap in the future if this is successful and we're just kind of trying to test it out and see what it looks like. Pros are thrilled. It's been proven incredibly effective for other pro scenes of other games in the past. What do you think about this next step for Pro Apex? This is really great. Um, I like this move a lot. I think that it allows uh, Pro Apex to scale mm-hmm. uh, when it's pretty much been put on pause for the last year financially. Yep. Um, so I think it's an incredible move that allows just so much health to be injected into the pro scene for the players and the viewers. Um, and I got to say, the Octane skin and the Caustic skin I really, really like. I love the Octane skin. And we're on, we just switched to PC from Xbox, so we don't have any skins. So it's more tempting than ever right yeah, now. We're rocking with base skins yes. on guns and weapons. I'm just, I'm thrilled for this. I am excited that the pro scene is being further developed. And I think that the prize pool was just such a big point of contention for a lot of people including the pros including the people watching and so this just seemed like a great way to not only bring attention to the pro scene for casual players and such by kind of seeing this you know we had twitch drops happen with last uh algs which led to the most successful and yet and now this is going to lead into that as well again and so just really cool to see attention being given to the pro scene for the common player easily in game. And that's what kind of what we want to see for the success of the game in the future. Next piece of news. This was coming from at Apex Legends News on Twitter. EA has filed two patents that are kind of interesting for the future of Apex. We're going to go through them one at a time. The first of which being EA has filed a patent for a new battle pass system where players choose how to progress through a rewards map 
rather than a linear reward track. So this was filed recently on May 13th of 2021. And so it's going to be a while before the patent could be approved. And then if it ever actually finds its way into the game. But the idea and how I think it is being described by a lot of people, it reminds me a lot of like a skill tree. Like it's a map. You can choose which way you want to go and what you want to redeem, which allows players to, one, maybe have more options on which skins they want to get. But two, also opens the door for them to make more skins and add a lot more diversity into the battle pass to add some uniqueness there. Could be really interesting. I think that's the big crux of this potential addition. It's going to require much more content. Mm -hmm. So what will that do to its value? Will the battle pass go up in price or will there be less or is this just a a free upgrade to more skins, more content? Um, I think this is a wonderful direction. For a long, long time, I've been thinking of why isn't there, you know, reward based progression for legends and weapons in Call of Duty? You can get gold. Yep gold camo Mm -hmm. you know you can have this progression to show and flex that i'm really good with this weapon Mm -hmm. and you could do the same thing with legends it's Uh, not something league of legends has mastery which is a really cool feature incentivizes people to play every legend because it's like you want to showcase that you've reached a certain mastery level on someone else and it's a really cool feature and like i think you're gonna say it's pointing towards that direction yeah this could definitely fulfill that void and allow you to say I'm really good at Gibraltar. I've completed all these challenges aside from just flexing the small handful of badges that Mm -hmm. you have for individual legends. It could be so cool. Second patent. uh, This one has successfully come through. EA has patented a tournament system specifically for BR games. It's called the Dynamic Gameplay Session Management System. The system is designed to maintain excitement for the players and viewers for the duration of the entire tournament using match point models, visual and audio cues uh, to potentially accomplish this. There was more language in the patent, but those are two that stood out. Kind of looking more into this, it essentially looks like how can we make the ALGS more fun to watch and also maybe a bit more interesting for the players involved. This would be very groundbreaking. You know, we love Apex doing BR unique stuff and maybe setting the stage for how to create a really good comp BR scene. So this is really breaking news. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to overhype this, but essentially watching competitive battle royales is boring as heck. Yeah. You have 15 to 20 minutes of pretty much nothing, mm-hmm. low stakes at best, but pretty much nothing until those end games. And even in the end games, it's crazy, muddled. You can't tell yep. what's going on most of the time. And so I'm really excited about the potential for this and what it could be like for players and viewers. Because, yeah, like you're saying, this could affect the entire industry mm-hmm. in terms of BRs are dominant right now. They're struggling to make sense to orgs Mm -hmm. and esports in general and so i'm really excited about this i don't fully understand how they intend to make it more dynamic and engaging but if they have a plan i'm ready to hear it yeah i mean this plus skins in store crowdsourcing Mm -hmm. plus twitch drops while you're watching there's serious attention being pointed towards the pro scene if you're not familiar with it 
go check it out. It's going to be really fun. I think it's just going to continue to grow. Uh, and while it's a very different game than from what we all play right now, Extreme. very different. Can't stress yeah. that enough. Those players are just as skilled as it gets. They're crazy out there sometimes. I mean, that's why they're pro. No joke. That's going to wrap up the news for us, though. And now let's get into everybody's favorite segment. Mastering the Legends. Going with Valkyrie this time around. So exciting. Yeah. Valkyrie is an incredibly fun addition to the game. She's a mobility-based legend, Mm -hmm. but not what we may have expected. A mobility legend in the recon class with a damage-dealing ability. That is certainly exciting. And mastering such a multitude of abilities, we think, is quite a thrilling challenge. I can say so far, I've played a ton of Valk in arenas, mostly, but also dropped multiple uh, 3k damages, bunch of wins, many of them on stream. I love her a lot. I'm going to continue to enjoy her. I think she's a very fun and competitive legend. But I don't want to spoil anything too soon. <laughs> She's super fun. And yeah, we don't want to spoil anything. Do we have any early signs of maybe BR versus arenas? Because that's something we've never yeah. had to address with Mastering the Legends before. And so I'm curious if maybe we talk about at the end, if that's something that should be discussed potentially with oh, Valk. Yeah. I think with Valk, there is certainly a discrepancy and how you play her and her strength, BR versus arenas. Um, I'm excited to dive into that kind of next week in terms of where different legends stack up and how the meta is similar and different across modes. Um, But again, not to spoil anything too quick, Mm -hmm. I think the Valk is strong in both. Very good. She's very good. Well, and before we dive into the abilities, we'll just say, you know, Horizon came out incredibly strong. Yep. Fuse, bottom of the barrel. And Valkyrie is closer to Fuse, but I are closer to Horizon. Don't panic, everyone. Closer to Horizon, but I think that she's not as dominant as Horizon was, and she's in a much more ideal state for what the balancers would want coming out of the gates. Yeah. I mean, it is not healthy for a new legend to come in and not only have the highest pick rate, but also the highest win rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is extreme. That, that is domination not what we're mm-hmm. with Valk, but she's still very powerful in that top five pick rate. Um, let's dive into the abilities. Starting with the passive VTOL jet. Use a jet black to fly. Fuel is limited, but refills over time. To use this ability while in the air, press jump again to engage VTOL jets. Can also be set to toggle or hold. Activating the fuel jets consumes fuel, which can be seen on the right side of the screen. Max duration is 7 seconds. Fuel will begin to refill after 8 seconds from last use. Fuel refuel from empty takes 10 seconds. Something interesting about this is it's not a second-based cooldown per se because you have a tank. You mm-hmm. have a tank of fuel. But if you were to use half of that tank, or 3.5 seconds of boosting, flying, jetpacking, what have you, um, it's going to take 13 seconds for you to be back up to full. 13 seconds is not that long. No. You compare that to Horizon, which has a similar vertical ability, and her tactical that has a 20-second cooldown. So almost twice the duration every time uh, Horizon uses that. 
And then you have Pathfinder where no matter what, it's going to be a 10 second cooldown before he can ever use it again. Mm -hmm. Valkyrie can do multiple repositions within a 10 second span. And so it's hard to look at it from a comparison, but based off of those two, you can see you can use this a lot in bursts and other vertical abilities way less bursty. Definitely. No doubt. Uh, weapons cannot be used while jets are in use except for Valt's tactical. There is a one second animation delay after releasing the jets before a weapon can be brought up though. Uh, your normal flight direction is in an upwards motion, uh, whichever way Valkyrie is facing, and you hold ADS to conduct a level flight while in the passive. It's the most interactive passive we've ever had, which is so cool. Yeah, it's a big passive. We absolutely 100% did not expect her to have flight built into the passive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that is such an incredible thing to balance that we never, ever, ever anticipated it. I can though say in terms of controlling the flight and what you last said about this ability to, you can toggle aim down sights Mm -hmm. and then you're going to be level. You can do a similar thing with crypto's drone. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't use this a lot. Yeah. I really don't. I pretty much just point my face where I want to go. <laughs> and generally, you do want to go up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I don't use that feature a lot, but I think n- not many people know that it is more maneuverable than you may think. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, a jump pack where you can go up. Yep. You can really move around and get up and over things and around spaces. So it definitely has a ceiling there in terms of learning how to fly. I think the big question is hold versus toggle. As the now resident pro, do you have a strong opinion on this one? Yeah, I think that wide and large, hold has beaten out toggle Mm -hmm. and that that's what people prefer. And the real benefit to that is you can do things faster and you can be in flight faster. But the downside is if you are holding, that means you're likely going to be bursting more. And like you said before, you consume a chunk of fuel every time uh, you re-engage the the jetpack. So if you're holding, be careful about over-spamming it because Mm -hmm. you're going to run down that fuel. Um, For a long time, I was actually on hold, and I liked it a lot because it helped me conserve my fuel a little bit and allowed me to focus on actual gunplay and Mm -hmm. making sure I was using that tactical a lot. Um, But hold allows you to use the jetpack in open space in order to air strafe, if you will, to redirect yourself mid-jump, mid-air. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a valuable tactic. And I've also seen a couple people on PC particularly mentioning that you kind of have to use hold if you want to do any of the like high-level movement, like wall jumping, all that kind of fun stuff. And that's just not possible uh, with toggle for how that function works. It's still kind of a hard thing to do with Valk in general but it does open the door at least for you if you're on hold. Yeah, having the ability built into the passive definitely limits Valk in some ways in terms of using double jump on launch pads. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes connecting to zip lines can be a little bit tricky yeah. or kind of awkward initially. But that being said, you're also opened up to a ton of possibilities oh, yeah. of getting on top of places that no other legend mm-hmm would be or expect you to be and so not only do you have this kind of element of surprise being able to get on top of different 
objects of geo and buildings and things like that, but he also can do this repositioning act. Um, other tips about this passive is that number one, the jetpack is loud. You are not revenant sneaking up behind no. somebody. You are very loud. And so although you may be very tempted to use this as a flanking ability, do it. I love it. That's what I like to do. But know that they can hear you whenever you're engaging these uh, jets. So it's something to keep in mind that you're not a stealth assassin. Uh, these are very, very <laughs> loud. And as a passive, that's kind of hard to... Uh, get used to i think mm -hmm. that you don't really maybe you don't even mean to use it you're just trying to jump but yep. you kind of let out this burst of sound that you have to be very cautious of it's really interesting to see how many things went into balancing this ability in particular and you're going to continue to get into them but that sound is just a huge one i mean yes for flanking it lets people know when you're there but even if you're just in a head-on fight you're gonna know when a valk's going vertical it is loud as heck it's crazy yeah, I, I think the biggest benefit and the biz, biggest tip uh, for using Valk and the jetpack is you can take height for free. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. I believe quite strongly that she's one of the best solo high ground positioning legends in the game. She's able to go rooftop to rooftop with no penalty that mm -hmm. she can do it and still fly afterwards. You can't do that with other legends, tacticals that are based around mobility. Um, and so for that reason, combat aside, aggressiveness aside, she can get places that other legends can't do. And even if they could, it would cost them a lot to do it, whereas mm -hmm. it essentially costs Valk nothing. Yes, the, pass the fact that it's worth into a passive. That's just kind of the crux of it in a nutshell right there. Yeah. Going back to World's Edge, uh, we've had a lot of fun playing in East Fragment. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that that one open face building, Valk performs incredibly well. Yep. Being able to dance around, jump in between the floors of that building, since it's open, you can get in and out quite easily, is incredible. I mean, Pathfinder or Horizon can get up to you know the top floor pretty easily, but you're going to be able to outrun even those legends with Valk being able to go fourth to second to third mm -hmm. to one to four, all within the same time where other legends are still on cooldown. So I've had a lot of fun being in three, four-story buildings with Valk um, using these jetpacks. Yeah, I think that's something that really needs to be focused on. Those quick little repositions are just so key. I mean, for the longest time, that was a big staple of Pathfinder when he first came out. Like he is the quick repositioner. He's now shifted into more of the he can do that, but now it's more about velocity and distance to close the gap. Valk just absolutely shines at that though. And that's what makes her really intimidating and scary in those environments and just working around most cover in general throughout the game. I don't want us to be mistaken when we say quickness. Because the flight yes. is not mm -hmm. high speed. You're not moving at a high velocity. But when we say quickness, we're saying the fact that she can do these bursts and do these, you know, one, two second repositions all the time, pretty much nonstop, mm -hmm. is an incredible act of speed. Yep. That is something that no one else can keep up with. If you do it in those short little bursts, you are using it to its best function and being quick. 
rather than I think what you and I probably did the very first time we logged on to the character was like, up, up, here we go. Yep. And that, that's not as uh, fast, to say the least. Yeah, definitely shooting yourself up and getting a visual as to what's going on mm-hmm. is sometimes advisable. It does take up your fuel, but no other ledger can really do that on such a nice cooldown. Um, I will say, back to this whole speed idea, that because of the velocity, you're not going to fling yourself at the enemy while mm-hmm. flying. But to be honest... You're not going to do that with any legend. It is not advisable to jump right at the enemy in a straight line with any legend. So it's not necessarily a downside, I say. Um, So I think that you're using it to, you know, dance between buildings, go behind cover, um, get elevation shifts, surprise people. I also use it in combat to retreat or jump back. And the ability to reposition in the air or this air strafing um, allows you to duck behind cover that you wouldn't otherwise be able to Mm -hmm. do. So, you know, you can be laying down some fire, peeking around a corner, you get cracked, you can kind of burst backwards while keeping your line of sight on the enemy. And yes, you can't uh, heal and you can't shoot, but you can use the tactical. So it's something that I definitely use. No doubt. The next passive, and yes, there are more, um, <laughs> is the Jet Fighter HUD. Heads up display. This activates while skydiving at any point in time. Marks enemies within a 250 meter radius uh, with a direct and uninterrupted line of sight to Valkyrie. The champion or legend will be marked with CH. Enemy cannot detect your scan. So unlike when you make a scan with Bloodhound or Crypto, there's no drone detected Mm -hmm. or there's no indicator. Uh, Squad mates attached to Valkyrie can also see marked enemies. Yeah. Before you dive into your tips, I will just say it's the cleanest HUD. I love it so much. Such a crisp, like greenish color. It's cool. And we were both surprised, I think, that teammates got to see it as well. Um. And so I think it's really, really cool. And I just love playing with a Valk purely because of how effective it, looking it is. But there's also a lot of really good pros to it as well. Yeah, it is a quite a simple one, though, um, mm-hmm. that it looks really nice um, and it's useful, but it doesn't have a duration like maybe a Bloodhound scan. So yeah. if you are flying in, um, you're not necessarily going to be able to land and still be tracking where someone is. Um, and so it's not necessarily a tracking ability. It's really that quick intel, that recon, okay, we're flying into hostile space. Um, it is useful to identify, you know, the dropship and where people are going, different POIs. The nice thing is uh, Valk is not bamboozled by Mirage. I so, was so worried about that. Yeah, it's, it's really nice just because other recon legends are with Mm -hmm, their scans mm -hmm. so this was kind of unique um but other than that this is really easy to use you point and detect not a lot of bells and whistles not a lot of mastery to pass on with this the only thing that i would caution is it's not bulletproof and Mm -hmm. that 250 meter radius doesn't always encompass what you may want it to so it is not um necessarily overpowered it is nice it does make it clear to see who's going where and where there may be opportunities to land um 
but definitely not overly powerful. I don't think it's something where if you're a higher level ranked player, like I'm picking Valk for this passive because you and I have for now nine seasons uh, been watching people's trails in the dropship and you can still be effective with that. This just makes it a much more approachable way to do that. It's easier. And I like that it is further incentivizing people to go in with that strategy uh, as they head into a game. Certainly. Last passive, as a recon legend, Valk has the ability to scan survey beacons. Gotta love it. It's incredible. You know we love it. Third Mm -hmm. party passive. Um, Tips for this is that Valkyrie is so well-rounded as a legend that this recon passive puts her over the edge. That's what makes her extremely interesting and powerful. Mm -hmm. For ranked, she's certainly a contender for this very reason. So this is one that many players ignore on all recon legends. Hopefully with the addition of a new recon legend, more people use the survey beacons, play for the dub, play smart. This is what I like to see. And it's so awesome that Valk has this. And she's right up there with Pathfinder in terms of the ability to actually use it, who Mm -hmm. you would triage it to. She's going to be much better than Bloodhound because she can get to a lot of beacons uh, in a faster, more efficient manner than Bloodhound can. Nobody smacks the king crypto at all. He's the goat. But she's definitely in that upper tier of actually being able to go use all the beacons throughout the map, which is something that's low-key being adjusted on a season-to-season basis a little bit. They mix them around without telling anyone. It's true. Next up, the tactical missile swarm. Fire a swarm of mini rockets that damage and disorient the enemy. Cool down 30 seconds. What do you think about just seeing this for the very first time in the trailer? Before we dive into like what it actually does, I think I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, that's an incredible ability. The speed of it is what really freaked me out because yeah. we have, you know, area denial abilities in the game, but none of them deploy in such a cool, fast manner. I, I really thought it was exciting. It looks fantastic. Uh, launches 12 missiles in a four by three array, dealing damage and stunning enemies. If a legend gets hit, the first missile deals 25 damage and every subsequent missile deals 3 damage. You have to have a minimum target distance of 12 meters. Yeah, and so that kind of minimum allows the missiles to fully do an arc. I can also say right before the tips that across the map, it looks beautiful. Oh, you see, dude. you know, the missile trails, they all, it's not uh, necessarily a a clean arc on every missile. They kind of scatter a little bit. It looks so, so cool. Um, But tips for deploying it. First and foremost, use the tactical often. On a 30-second cooldown, you can use this at least once a fight, Mm -hmm. once and a half potentially, depending on, you know, how many parties get involved. Um, But the reasons you're going to use it often are plentiful. You can use it to suppress. You can use it to disrupt a res, you know, from range. Somebody's mm-hmm. behind cover. You can launch it over and stun them, stop them, scare them. Um, you can stun people on high ground. The mm-hmm. ability, because it has an arc and a flight path and how you can aim it, um, you can launch it on top of buildings above you. So you can take away that advantage um, and not have people snipe down at you or do things you don't like them to do. And finally, I think you can use it very strongly for area denial. You know, you're just using it at a choke point. You're using it at a door or the side of a building to uh, deny people from taking that cover before you. 
or before you're going to get them in the back. Just be careful using it on yourself. I think from the early Valk play, I've, I've seen a lot of people stun themselves, which is a slightly embarrassing thing. I do think, listen to this episode, play around with it just a little bit. Unfortunately, you can't play around with it in the firing range right now. That'll hopefully change soon. I think once you get a good handle for it and that UI, it's pretty smooth. You'll be able to really avoid that and use it in all the effective manners Henry just mentioned. Yeah, so ways to avoid stunning yourself are you need vertical clearance. Because Mm -hmm. it has an arc, the missiles actually kind of launch straight up vertical and then send out. And I think if people are, you know, just barely outside of cover or they're using it at a ledge um, or outside of a door, um, they can kind of hit right up and some of the missiles will stun Valk and that's very disappointing. So you aren't locked in place while firing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not like clamping yourself down and (laughs) launching them like an artillery piece. You're still fully mobile. um, And I think you should in the majority of cases, but if you are peeking behind cover or um, you're retreating a little bit and using this tactical, make sure that you're staying as still as possible in order to actually hit all the missiles as you've aimed them. It's going to be much more of a payoff and you're not going to stun yourself. Spatial awareness is very, very key for this, uh, this ability, but Valk in general, spatial awareness is just very, very important. Other tips uh, with this tactical is as a team or Valk herself, combo this tactical with nades as well. It stuns, so they're not going to be able to dodge the nades. Mm -hmm. You can really get a nice combo if you're hitting it. And the best part is you're going to get that feedback on if you made contact very quickly. This is not a Bangalore ultimate. This isn't even necessarily a caustic gas because you're they're missiles. They're going longer range. You're going to know instantly, did this do anything? Do we push? Do we deploy? Do we have an opportunity? Do you have any recommendations for comboing this ability with that passive at all? Yeah, for sure. I think that the best way to do it is to, if you're on the back foot, use it to buy yourself some time with the passive. You jet back and you're launching this as kind of a way to say, don't follow me while I hit this bat. Please don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much what I have to say. Also, maybe to avoid stunning yourself and also being accurate, you can aim this very well. And with the whole red grid, mm-hmm. um, it's much easier if you have high ground or you're using the passive. So you could, if you're feeling frisky, get some verticality with the passive and then really aim that shot. Depending on the situation, you will likely try to make it a leading shot. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, right now it's still quite early. People aren't really expecting the missiles to do what they think they can. So you don't always have to lead the shot so much. You can really point and shoot Mm -hmm. for the most part based on the speed and the area of effect. It's much more forgiving than I think people think. And you got to use it often in the BR. Yeah. I think the reason you say frisky is because you're kind of, you're fly, if you're flying straight up, if you're flying straight up with Valk, you're going to be pretty vulnerable. You're loud, you slow, but then when you activate, start to activate the tactical, you slow down even more while you're in the air with your passive, which makes it easier to aim, but also increases your vulnerability. And so you really need to kind of 
figure out the right balance between when and if it's worth kind of doing that combo. But it's interesting that the the UI is there and they do incorporate them into the abilities together from a base perspective. Yeah, it's intended to work well together. And really the best advice I can give is you're probably not going to be using the passive in order to aim the tactical if you're the center of attention. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, the spear of the assault, you're not going to be doing that. But if you are the opposite of that and you're kind of the back of the triangle, your two teammates are coming in from the front, you're able to to do that and hit your shot and be more support with the tactical. Now, before we close out Valk with her ultimate, here's a word from this episode's sponsor, Here.fm. Here.fm is a super easy to use streaming and video chat platform with a ton of creative and engaging features. While on Here.fm, you can insert GIFs and stickers, stream YouTube videos, play games, and even create drawings with your friends right on the screen. All the elements on screen are movable and customizable, so if you wanted to have a room that looks like King's Canyon or Mirage's Paradise Lounge, you can. Creating a room is simple and easy. All it takes is a Google Chrome web browser, and you can grab custom URLs just for the personalized rooms. You can use here to hang out with friends, meet with study groups, create more interactive, collaborative meetings, and chat with your fellow gamers in a much more visual way. This month, we're going to be using Here.fm for a public hangout with all our listeners on Monday, May 24th at 5 p.m. PST. We'll be able to watch videos, throw in gifts, draw, and other fun stuff, which is something normally exclusive to Patreon. We'd love to see y'all there. To join, all you need to do is make sure you're a part of our Discord, which is in the description, and we'll provide the link and add everyone when the time comes. Back to the show. Let's wrap it up now with the ultimate Skyward Dive. Press once to prepare for launch. Teammates can interact with Valkyrie to join the launch. Press again to launch in the air and skydive. Cool down 180 seconds. Time for the fun little statistics behind this ultimate. The setup animation takes two seconds to charge. Squad mates can interact to join the jump. The ability launches players approximately 180 meters into the air. Jump towers average around 120 meters. The ability can be canceled either manually by Valk or from taking damage pre-launch. If canceled, the cooldown is reset to 75% or a 45 second penalty. While in pre-launch, using ping will mark Valkyrie for her squad and display a let's fly notification in the kill feed. Additionally, vertical clearance is required for flight. Vertical clearance, important with Valk. Obviously, <laughs> you're blasting off into the stratosphere. You definitely need that. Um, so. I have a lot to say about this. Uh, I'm definitely working to make it concise, but I can say that this is an underutilized ability, and I will tell everyone why. We'll talk about (laughs) it. Um, Hard to use. Requires a high degree of team coordination, very similar to a rev ultimate um, in power and use. Um, You need the whole team to be on board, and you need them to be on board right now. Well, and let me just throw in real quick. Like, I think people will instinctively say, well, let's compare it to a Pathfinder uh, zipline as a rotation tool or a Wraith portal as a rotation tool. Those stay there and allow your team to yeah. go. Valk, the reason you're comparing it to a Revel, you got to be there in the moment with the squad. Yeah. Hard thing to do. We've been struggling with randoms early on in BR for that function. Essentially, this ultimate yet again, calls for a ultimate ping. (laughs) It is incredibly valuable to have added to the game 
I'm using my ultimate. Mm-hmm. I want to use my ultimate. Something in order to signal that you want to use your death totem or you want to, you know, send your team across the map. Um, and it's just so tough because if you aren't on comms and you and we still don't have that sort of ping, um, you have to signal it by using it. And so you're going to trigger your ultimate. You're going to wait the two seconds for it to fuel up for blast off. And if your team doesn't come with you, you're going to have to cancel or completely ditch them, which we do not recommend. Yep. And you're going to be hit by a 45 second penalty. So that's kind of dreary and sad. <laughs> the tip that you can take away from it is very, very risky to signal it by activating it. Yes. It is much better to just uh, crouch up and down, try to signal any way possible yeah, you're before you to actually talk do on it. PC, go yeah. into game chat and something. You're going to want to just get everybody really close to you before you actually use it. If somebody is, you know, 20 meters away, don't do it. Like mm-hmm. you may want to, but my uh, ratio of success to failure is quite bad in trying to communicate it out. It's pretty sad when you get hit with yes. the 45 second delay. Like that's nothing to scoff about. Yeah. So that's why not a lot of people are using it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you why you should use it. Mm-hmm. This ultimate is a game changer. In my honest opinion, I think it is game breaking. Now, the biggest reason for that is ranked rotation. Because Valk is in recon, she can scan the beacon and then she can, from anywhere on the map, get her team there faster than anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't have to rely on, you know, any jump towers, zip lines, geysers, what have you. Valk is a one-stop shop for rotating and rotating very quickly and efficiently. That's big. That is the only, like, ultimate in the game that is really based off of strategy, positioning, winning games. It's something that it's very hard for someone with my play style to ignore. We were very confused on if this would ever actually come to the game. A deployable jump tower. It was something we got in a legend concept a long time ago. We were like, oh man, I don't know. Could be too good. But I think like with the other abilities that are very, very powerful and we think can be very game breaking that team coordination is going to be your utmost key to success yeah it just the rotational power is completely unparalleled you are now no longer afraid of the ring you can fully fight in ring you can res in ring you can do so much that you could never do before and no other legend can do so the power packed in this ultimate is unrivaled Now, on top of that kind of strategical, you're countering the ring in many ways, this ultimate is third-party central. Extremely more powerful than a death totem in terms of we're going to get involved in that fight. Everyone knows you can hear gunfight from miles away. Now, from miles away, you can get there. No other legend can get there faster than Valk and her squadmates. So, the ability to use her passive ability to kind of scan people from above and Mm -hmm. use this ultimate in order to third party is incredible and not only are you third partying quickly uh you are gonna get the high ground Mm -hmm. so you're like setting it up from you're always gonna attack from the perfect angle you're gonna have as much information as possible because you're scanning and you're gonna be there exactly when you want to be there 
That's power. That's like unlimited power, as Palpatine would say. That's extreme. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like, and to bounce further back to that rotation aspect, jump towers are placed strategically throughout the map so that one, sometimes you can't chain them. Sometimes you can't go over certain areas. This allows you to really do whatever you want. We've been playing so much in uh, World's Edge and Fragment. And a lot of my ranked games and ranked rotations, it'll be great. I'm at the place we call Watson's Village. And normally, that's a tough rotation. Through tunnel, into train yard. Too hard through chokes. a choke, into harvester. Now, I have the option of just flying right up and over that, eliminating that variable altogether. And I've, I think the early concern some people told me was like, oh, well, if you use it a bunch, you're just going to end up landing on people on accident. The amount of times that'll happen and kill you is far, 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 far and away outweighed by the success and pros that you'll have from this ultimate. Yeah. And it's 50% higher than the average jump tower. So you're having more opportunity to avoid landing on enemies um, if you don't want to. And it just, like you said, this makes rotating not only faster, more effective, but also easier. You don't have to be mapping out your jump towers as a newer player you don't have to be you know triggering your jump pads at the perfect time in order to clear you know canyons or lava you just use this ultimate you go whatever direction you want to go in Mm -hmm. a straight line it's easy and extremely powerful the last kind of major ability packed into this ultimate is the ability to get away Mm -hmm. early on a lot of people felt you're very vulnerable um while not only maybe waiting for your teammates to hook in, but also that kind of pre-launch. Yeah, the rise. I can say I have not been killed yet in using the ultimate. Mm -hmm. You are vulnerable, but once you get up into blasting off, you are quite fast. Mm -hmm. You're going, you know, faster than a a jump tower going up. So I don't think it's a major risk to do it. And I'll go as far to say you can use it to get away from a third party. That if you're Mm -hmm. fighting all together and you see another team come in, you can just say, hey, this is ranked. I'm out of here. Like, we're we're not going to die here. And that's big. You can't do that that quickly and that extremely with any other ability. The best may be an Octane Launchpad, but they're going to be able to chase you. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. can't chase a Valk unless you're a Valk and it's going to cost the ultimate. So this is a major... Major ability packed into an already fun legend. I highly recommend people lean on this ultimate despite the difficulty of getting the team together. Well, and I think she's just such a cool case of there's so many little things put into her kit that balance her from being just straight overpowered, like horizon level overpowered. Because I think she could be if a couple things weren't tweaked here and there needing to maybe i need to be behind cover to activate the ult rather than just standing out in the open to get away like little extra thoughts like that add in much more skill and necessity to communicate into her kit which increases the difficulty of playing her which makes it more fair for everyone else it's they just did such a great job with her i think i definitely agree now to recommend a little bit of the loadout or the weapons. We usually do this nowadays mm-hmm. with Mastering the Legends. I'd say primarily you're going to want a mid-range marksman. 
I like the G7. I think there's a lot of great options nowadays with the bow and the 3030. But I think you can also make an excuse for using a sniper as Valk. Um, just based on the range that she's going to be most effective. It's I think it's nice now that we have so many legends that kind of fit this as a barometer. You pair your weapon to your abilities. And most often, the ability that you're going to pair it to is that kind of primary, and that's the tactical. Fuse has a longer range tactical. Going to want a longer range primary. Very similar on the Valk side. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, that can be kind of maybe a tip that you use for other legends. Um, but I think that's going to be the primary. Yep. So I'm Rocket G7. Um, and then I think that secondary or that other primary is going to be an AR or submachine gun. I think with her ability to jump in between places and maintain that uh, gap away from people, using a pistol is not going to be my first bet over someone like Bloodhound or Octane or Wraith or Lifeline, where they're kind of more suited for that up-close and personal strafing mm -hmm. and hitbox size. Um, so I think using a submachine gun, using a AR like the Volt, like the R301, mm -hmm. like the Flatline, the, that's what I've had most success using. But this is definitely the subjective portion. She's versatile. Yes. She's so versatile that I think you can play a lot of play styles with her. And I think this is a very, very solid one that plays incredibly well into her kit. Don't sleep on the Spitfire. As you all know, most legends can use the Spitfire nowadays. 100%. <laughs> Finally, team compositions. Um, again, she's so versatile, so you have so many options. One option may be going that high mobility. Mm -hmm. If you're a Valk, you don't want to separate from your team. You certainly don't want to take the ultimate way far away from your team. In order to make that passive effective, coupling it with Octane and Pathfinder so that your team can stay together, really, really valuable, very aggressive. Could also do a more rotational, strategical team composition where you have Valk in order to scan beacons and rotate, and then you have Gibraltar and a defensive legend like Rampart or Watson in order to set up and hold a final ring. Outside of that, I will say, uh, let me yeah, throw in one go more. Ahead. I just because I like right before we started recording, I saw a TikTok of it, so Good. it's kind of fun. Um, Horizon with that ult, the missiles will go into the ultimate and which it, yeah. which is just such a fun it looks oh my god it looks insane it's also very effective getting the stun already while they're sucked in there opens up for that grenade combo you mentioned earlier and so that could be an effective uh, pairing between the two of them brutal stuff to be honest i don't think you can go wrong in team composition totally. loba could be incredibly effective in terms of not only keeping up with valk but also if you are rotating quickly helping on that backside to get loot um or bloodhound you know mm -hmm. to be able to be aggressive and to call out those shots with uh, the missiles really a robust legend through and through no doubt final thoughts on valk um her ability to fly is not similar to other mobility based legends that are popular for solo aggro play mm -hmm. she's not gonna be by herself strafing going off she she can't sprint fast like octane or bloodhound or uh, Bangalore, so she's not really going to be the one fragging out. She's a little bit more strategic. That jetpack is going to be a little bit more methodical for rotation, preparation before fights, similar 
to kind of Lopez bracelet that you're going to mm-hmm. use it to get that advantage before the fight, but it's stronger than that, even as a passive, because it's more versatile for that in open space use. Overall, Falk can fly, Falk can scan beacons, Falk has an area of effect tactical stronger than Fuse, Falk has a reposition ultimate stronger than any other and long range and third party ability. Valk is worth a shot. Totally fun. Great legend. And we didn't say it at all throughout this entire conversation, but the fact that she connects directly to Titanfall is just such a fanboy moment for the two of us and is so cool to have into have come into the game with a new legend. Like really cool, total fanboy moment. Keep it coming, Apex. <laughs> 100%. Now let's wrap it up with a five-star question. Coming from It's Hard to Put Down. This is an amazing pod that manages to inform me and keep me entertained at the same time. Not many things are able to do that. Keep it up. I was wondering if you guys have ever thought of the idea of swapping ultimates. It would be where you can unlock an ability for like the heal factor for a lifeline where you can slowly heal up and you and your teammates at the same time in a chosen radius. Then you could switch the default ultimate with the new one in the main lobby. Would this be a good idea or too OP? Thanks so much for the review. And an interesting question. I don't think OP is the reason that it wouldn't work. No. Like um, I, I think you're, well, my understanding of this is we're offering more customization for each legend. Like each legend might have two ultimates or three ultimates yeah. that they can choose from. It adds a lot more versatility maybe into you're customizing the your legend. Yes. First impression. My first impression is that this is extremely complicated and we currently do not have nearly enough content in order to introduce this into the game evenly across all legends. Mm -hmm. My first concern is we struggle to sometimes balance legends already. Adding more abilities in is just going to make it even more complicated. And I think that so many of these abilities are really, really locked into the lore. Like to give the totem, maybe give Revenant a different ultimate entirely might be cool, but then, you know, you're not using Revenant's totem in game, which has unique animations and is custom to his lore and such. So I think there's definitely some holes in this idea, but overall it just might make things a bit too complicated and not as approachable for the casual player, which is who the game is trying to appeal to. Absolutely. And I think the direction of Apex in line with your question is instead of giving Lifeline two ultimates to choose from, let's make another legend that has that second ultimate and building all around Mm -hmm. that so that it is fully powerful and that you're not having disjointed legends where uh, that ability doesn't really fit with the others in their kit, Mm -hmm. but they have the option to use it. I think continuing to create legends in in line, I think is going to be the direction. That's going to wrap it up for us. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Follow us on Twitch, Third Party Pod, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.